0: Hey, everyone, I'm Laura Adams, and you're listening to another weekly edition of the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. I've been writing and hosting this show since 2008, and I really appreciate you being with me and being a part of the Money Girl community. Today's show is inspired by my wonderful Quick and Dirty Tips editor, Karen Hertzberg. She was recently the target of an identity theft scam, but thankfully, she didn't take the bait. Karen suggested that I write about current tax and social security scams so you don't fall prey to one either. This is such an important topic because it seems like every year the fraudsters get more creative. They get more aggressive and their attempts to trick us into giving up our personal information. And if you're not aware of these scams and they catch you off guard, you might unwittingly give away some personal information that you don't mean to. So if this is a topic that's of interest to you, stay with me. And also, even if you are very adept at, you know, staying away from scammers and all kinds of potential identity theft, you may have family or friends friends who are, you know, not so wise about what they should be avoiding. So I would encourage you to share this podcast with anyone who you feel needs a little bit of education in this department. As I mentioned, every year it seems like the criminals tend to get a little bit more creative, creative in their attempts to trick us out of personal information. And once the thieves have it, they can definitely wreak havoc on your financial life. They can commit a whole bunch of different types of fraud. I mean, it seems it's endless what they can do. But here are some of the main things that you want to make sure are not happening to you. If a thief gets your personal information, they can very easily apply for credit accounts in your name. They can do things like use your health insurance without you knowing it. They can intercept a tax refund. They can open utility and cell phone accounts in your name, and they can also hijack your government benefits and your mail. So these are all, you know, very serious, scary things. And in this show, what I'm going to do is review three techniques that criminals are using these days to dupe you and show you how they can fool you and also what you can do to protect yourself. You'll find the notes for this and every show with any links that I mention, plus the full archive of podcasts over in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 600 called Don't Get Tricked by These Tax and Social Security Scams. Uh, The very first technique that we're going to talk about is one that's been very popular lately, and this is calling you to impersonate the government. And this is what happened to my editor, Karen. She got one of these calls. Criminals impersonate government agencies because they know that it can be threatening or intimidating, or maybe even enticing enough for you to give up some personal information or even money. And a recent scam occurs when you get a robocall saying that your social security number is inactive due to suspicious activity or connection with a crime. And the robot will tell you to call a specific number to verify the last four digits of your social security number, or if you don't do it, you're going to be arrested. Or the robot may say that you must press a keypad number to speak with a support representative to reactivate your social security number. And once you call, they may trick you by asking for your social security number in order to verify your identity or to supposedly reactivate your social security number. Here's what one of these robocalls may sound like. Enforcement agencies to suspend your social security number on an immediate basis as we have received suspicious trails of information in your name. The moment you receive this message, I need you to get back to me on my department division toll-free number that 952 1-888-952-5554. I repeat, one 952 5554 Verify the last four digits of your social security number when you call to better assist you with this issue. Now if I don't hear a call from you, we will have to issue an arrest warrant under your name and get you arrested. So get it back to me as soon as possible. Thank you. All right. So I hope if you get something like this, you're going to know right off the bat that this is not legitimate. Or a thief might even call you bearing good news, such as being entitled to a big tax refund. And then they might ask you for your bank account number in order to deposit the money. Thieves might even say that you qualify for an increase in your disability benefits or your retirement benefits. But to get it, they need your social security number, name, address, birth date, etc. to verify your identity. Well, now that you give up that information, the criminal has data that makes it very easy to steal from you. Other criminals may call saying that they're from the IRS and that you owe taxes. They'll threaten you with an arrest unless you make immediate payment and ask for your credit card number or even a bank wire transfer to settle up. Get this, victims have even been convinced to put funds on a prepaid debit card or to pay criminals using Bitcoin. Another crazy scheme is saying that your bank account will be seized due to some illicit activity, but the scammers say that they can protect your money if you transfer it to gift cards and give them the codes. Um, Can you say bye-bye money? These ploys are all complete baloney, of course. And the Internal Revenue Service or the Social Security Administration would never call you unless you're actively working with them on some existing issue. Nor do they ever suspend, revoke, or block Social Security numbers or seize your money. No government agency will threaten to arrest you, send police to your home, revoke your driver's license, or do anything as retaliation for not calling them back or taking some immediate action. So if you hear any of these, you should definitely have alarm bells ringing in your head. But these scams work in a lot of cases because the scammers are very practiced at convincing you because they do it for a living. And what they do is just double down on any of the techniques that work. In some cases, they may have a little bit of information about you, such as your name and address, and they might use it with you in order to build rapport. And they usually will use some fake but official sounding titles or identifying information to try to get you to trust them. So again. Do not be swayed by anything a phone scammer says or even by what appears on your phone's caller ID. Scammers can use technology to spoof your caller ID so that it looks like the Social Security Administration or the IRS is calling when they are not. So how do you stay safe? Well, my advice is if you receive a phone call from a robot or any person claiming to be from a government agency, hang up the phone. You don't need to give them one shred of information. And, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They send you a letter in the mail. Any relevant correspondence from the Social Security Administration or the IRS would come in writing via snail mail. You never have to verify part or all of your social security number to any person, company, or government agency that makes an unsolicited call to you. Any out-of-the-blue call or email from a so-called government agency is definitely a scammer every single time. And you know what? If you're not sure, hang up and call the Social Security Administration's main number or the IRS's main number to verify the situation. And I'll include those numbers in the notes for this show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. All right, I hope I have convinced you that you just need to hang up the phone if you get anything suspicious. That's just so important these days. The second way that scammers are pulling off their tricks is by sending unsolicited emails to steal your personal information. So this is the second primary way that criminals attempt to steal from you. And it's known as phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. And the communication probably will appear to be from a legitimate company or a government agency. They may even use that company's logo, uh, you know, fraudulently. Phishing is going to try to lure you into clicking a link in the email that will take you to a fake website that asks for your personal information. So it's trying to get you to input things like your social security number or your banking information you should never click on a link in an email or download an email attachment from a suspicious or unknown source. Those can actually contain software known as malware, which can install on your computer and make it easy for a criminal to access your computer information remotely. So how do you stay safe? Well, just remember that government agencies do not send email unless you're already in communication with them about an ongoing issue. They would never ask for your personal information or include suspicious email links or attachments. Plus, you want to always keep your computer updated with the latest security software that includes firewall and antivirus protections. That's just a good idea in general. Promise yourself, just make it a rule that you will never click on email links from unknown senders and just quickly delete any emails that seem suspicious. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business Economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're on the third way that scammers are going to try to trick you, and that is stealing your identity to file taxes. This is a growing scam, and every year around tax time, there's an increase in identity theft by criminals who will file bogus tax returns using stolen Social Security numbers. You know, what they're hoping is that you're due a big, fat tax refund that they can intercept and cash. There are even criminals who set up shop as tax preparers just to get your personal information. So be wary of anyone who promises inflated tax refunds asks you to sign a blank tax return form or charges a fee based on a percentage of the refund you receive. You definitely need to find a legitimate tax preparer. Now, let's say you receive a letter from the IRS about a suspicious tax return. That could happen if somebody files a bogus return in your name. What you wanna do is respond to the IRS notice by calling uh, the legitimate 800 number for the IRS. And also you can complete an IRS form, which is an identity theft affidavit saying, you know, what's happened to you? And then you want to attach that to your tax return and pay any taxes that you do owe for the year. And how do you stay safe from this? Well, you've got to make sure that your tax records are secure and that you only use a certified accountant for your tax preparation help. The bottom line is that no government agency or legitimate company will ever ask for your personal information out of the blue. They would never tell you to send cash, wire money, or buy gift cards via the phone or email. And when someone contacts you asking for sensitive information, always err on the side of caution, And keep it to yourself. And even when a real organization like a school, a doctor, or a charity asks for your social security number, they may not truly need it. You know, they may just be in the habit of asking for it. So resist giving out that number unless it's actually required and you're sure that they have a right to have it. The fewer people and places who have access to your social security number, the better. When in doubt, ask if you can provide an alternate form of ID, maybe your student ID or a bill that proves your current address. However, there are companies that legitimately do need your social security number because they report information about you to the IRS. So some of the organizations that do need that number include employers, banks, and lenders, investing firms, and insurance companies. And if you have not already taken your Social Security card or even a copy of it out of your wallet, do that today. You always want to keep your original Social Security card in a very safe place, maybe a locked filing cabinet at home or a bank-safe deposit box. Carrying a Social Security card with you is so dangerous because it could easily be lost or stolen and fall into the wrong hands. You only need the original in very rare cases, like maybe to verify your identity when you begin working for a new employer. If you receive any paper mail that includes your social security number or other confidential information, be sure to shred it before tossing it away. Identity thieves are known to dumpster dive for sensitive information. Also, elect to have paperless bills and e-statements whenever possible. Stealing paper mail is another common way that criminals can hurt you, so going with a email delivery is much safer. For some types of fraud, it's difficult to know if you've become a victim. However, if a thief opens a credit account in your name, such as a credit card or a loan, that is going to appear on your credit reports with the major credit bureaus. Those are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. So that's one of the really important reasons why you should keep very close tabs on your credit reports. You want to watch out for anything that shows up that you don't recognize. Also, monitor your credit card and your bank activity for any unauthorized activity. That's a surefire way to know if a criminal has compromised your finances or your identity. You might also consider enrolling in an identity protection service like LifeLock or Identity Guard that monitor a variety of information, such as your financial accounts, social security number, activity on the dark web, and any changes to your credit reports. These services also provide insurance, and so they help you reinstate your identity and also pay legal fees if you do become an identity theft victim. And of course, if you've been a fraud target or victim, you should file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission at identitytheft.gov. I hope these tips have helped you be a little bit more aware about what's happening with identity thieves and some of the ways that they are swindling people. And a big thanks again to Karen for suggesting this topic. And before we go, I want to make sure that you know I've got some great resources for you. If you're stressed out about your credit or a growing debt balance and know that it's keeping you from reaching your financial goals, I created some affordable online classes that I'd love for you to check out. One of them is Build Better Credit, the ultimate credit score repair guide. This one gives you all the tools that credit professionals are using and charging thousands of dollars for. You're going to learn what to do, when to do it, and how to do it so that you repair your credit and get the financial life you deserve. And my most popular course is Get Out of Debt Fast, A Proven Plan to Stay Debt-Free Forever. This will put you on the road to more success and less financial stress. You're going to come away with a clear debt reduction plan, strategies to eliminate debt faster, even if you don't have extra money, tips to deal with collectors, and lots of techniques to restructure your financial life and pursue your dreams. I'm a big proponent of online learning because you get lifetime access to the content, so you can go back and review it as often as you want, and you can learn at your own pace 24-7. You can get a 50% discount or just learn more about my courses by texting the phrase credit course, that's all one word, or debt course, all one word, depending on which one you're interested in. Send those to the number 33444, or you can visit lauradadams.com for more information. If you have a money question or an idea for a future show topic, give me a ring. Call 302 364 0308 and leave a message. And be sure to join me next week when I'll be covering ways to manage money when you have unpredictable income. This might be the case if you work on commission, you rely on an annual bonus or you've got self-employment income that varies from month to month. Be sure to subscribe to the Money Girl podcast so you're notified when each new episode is available. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the show, we want you to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And check out the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life.